Hello, beautiful people. It's interesting. I was editing my first episode ever for this podcast. And if you guys haven't heard that, you can check it out. It's really different from what this podcast evolved to be and the style in which I now speak, at least currently. And I have, I believe, recorded so far 17 times um, officially as as podcast episodes since I started um, you know the intention of creating this podcast and showing up for this podcast then there were some times in between that I actually just um, since I started recording this podcast there were other times where I just turned on the recorder and started speaking so I think I have a few more, um, maybe less than a handful of of times where I recorded. So let's say about 20 times that I have um, pushed play on this recorder since I started uh, since I started recording the podcast, since I started since I made the intention to have a podcast. The reason that I say that is because I have recorded myself before. I recorded myself on my phone um, in audio as well as video format. And my partner and I used to have a lot of conversations that we would, you know, that I would record. So we do have a lot of content. We have a lot of um, stuff that we've recorded. And I do hope that I can make some of it available because a, a lot of it is definitely valuable. And I've, I've learned so much from our conversations um, but one thing that I've noticed, and you'll even notice if I decide to do an archives um, a section or an archives uh, podcast, just where you know you can access some of my old recordings in case it helps you. Um, but one thing that I've and, and that's from years ago. But one thing that I've already noticed in just a short time, because I was editing my podcast, uh, my first episode. Uh, I was editing it yesterday, and I noticed in the in the podcast how many times I said something differently. I mean, I said it, and then in the next breath, I said it again with the intention of cutting it, what I had just said out because I didn't like the way that I said it, or I was trying to perfect it, or um, for some reason I would I would say what I just said again in a different way. And I wasn't happy with it. In the first episode, I did that. It did that. In the second episode, I may have done that. Third, fourth, or fifth. There's a chance that I did that. Um, but even in the in the first five episodes, I mean, as soon as I started speaking freely on the mic, I entered flow state, um, and I think I I started entering that. Uh, in the first five episodes as well. Um, yeah, actually, I, I'm pretty sure I did uh, because right after I, I recorded the first episode, I was just so excited and I had all this energy and I had, um, I guess, a lot of momentum as well. And literally the same day, I, I remember I recorded that night. And so I think it may have been after midnight. Yeah, and then so I went to sleep and then the next day I recorded... Um, I recorded again because I just, 
I felt really good. I had a lot of momentum. I had a lot of inspiration. And I think the second time that I recorded was out of flow. And, you know, I've realized that the more that we show up to do something, the less we actually think about it, the more we flow, and the less we care about how we sound or how we look or the actual process. We sort of begin to trust the process of however it comes out. And I've noticed this in singing as well. I love to sing. And I've been singing since I was a little girl um, when my parents um, first arranged uh, singing lessons for me. But um, I, even even up till recently, and even until now, I think, um, there are times where I will sing and I don't think that it's good enough, so I won't share it. Um, but I will actually try to perfect what I believe are errors in my singing when I hear them um, in the audio or video format. I'll, I'll, I'll try and do the song over and um, because I, I want it to sound a certain way or I, or I think that I found a mistake or an error and I want to um, make that better. And maybe I haven't sang as much or pursued singing as much as I've pursued writing. But just this morning I was on a, a, a group chat sending a message and I typed love you and... The word you, I spelled incorrectly. I spelled it U-O-U. And that just, it was just a typo. And it happens um, because I, it also happens because I type really fast. And what I've realized is that, well, actually, I, I, after I typed you, I, my thumb went back, backspaced, and corrected the U to a Y, and then I actually I actually deleted again and left it as U-O-U because I wanted to teach myself to be okay with error. And I'm definitely more okay with errors in my writing now than I've been before. I mean, I post on Instagram and I often don't reread my writing just because of a lack of time. I don't have the time to. And I understand that it's okay it's okay to have a typo. It's okay to have mistakes. It's okay because that's not what matters. And even on my group chat today when I sent that message, I realized that it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter if it's U-O-U or Y-O-U. People are going to understand, especially people who need the message will understand what it is I'm trying to convey. And I think um, I'm, I'm wondering if the same has been the case for me and I can actually agree and disagree because I think that in my editor's mind I have often read something literally like in the way that it was spelled and questioned well what is that trying to well what what is that word actually is it that word or is it this word or what is it actually trying to say but that also could have been associated with this perfectionist um, inside of me that then dissects or sees things a certain way through the filter of, um, of, of my perfectionism 
or you know through the filter of perfectionist tendencies i i'm trying to be careful in how i actually own that because i'm trying to um move further away from that and i definitely try to be careful when it comes to um you know talking about qualities that i that i have or things about myself or things that i associate with myself because i know how powerful our words are um and so I can say that there has been a really long time in my life where I I was a perfectionist in so many ways and I had so many perfectionist tendencies and that could be seen in every way most could be seen through the lack of production so it was actually most visible in the invisibility of of everything that I loved that I was not pursuing or every idea that I had that that nobody could see. I I can I guess I could see that more than anybody. But if I share with you and tell you, well, I've always loved to write, I've always loved to sing, I've always loved to dance. And I credit my parents a lot because uh, when I was younger, um, I think especially my mom really wanted to raise her kids with a sense of culture and I I did not understand it at the time and I did not agree with it for a very long time in my life and I definitely did not appreciate it Um, and I think there's definitely a balance there that my mom um, could have done a better job perceiving and understanding what was uh, best for me at least but just being exposed to the arts and um to these different forms of art and and what ultimately I understand as self-expression and have become different vehicles of my self-expression, just being exposed to that really truly was a gift. And uh, I'm really, really grateful for that because if I went through um, those experiences and went through my childhood, even despising or hating those things or hating my mom for making me do them um maybe even uh all of it was worth it if i just even now uh, am connected or am inclined to express myself in all these different ways and so i really love to write i really love to sing i really love to dance and singing and dancing i started taking singing and dancing lessons from i think maybe like three years old maybe so yeah, definitely before the age of five, like when I was a really young, um, really young child. And writing is something that I chose myself. Um, I started after my father died, like very, very soon after that. And I remember I before that I had a, a blue diary that I would keep on my desk and it had a little lock. And I really liked this diary. It had a, a kitten on the cover and I really liked kittens I thought it was I thought the diary itself was really cute and it was something that was um really um something that I really liked at at that age at the age of um you know 10 years old and so I would keep it on my desk and often I would um take it out and look through the pages and they were all blank and I would just be like oh like this diary is so nice if um if only I could fill it with something and sometimes I would open it and I wouldn't know what to write and I would just put it back. And maybe there was a time or two where I did write something in it. But um, I, I, I really don't think it was even um, could be considered like a writing session or something that 
I truly did. If anything, maybe it was a few words, like literally like a handful of words. I don't remember like writing sentences or journaling or anything like that. But when I turned 11 and the day after my father died, uh, very soon after that, I started writing. And um, I just would start opening. I would just open this diary without even knowing, without even thinking about it, without even knowing what I was doing. And I would just start writing. And I remember my tears would um, splot the pages. And I remember my teardrops and how they looked on the pages and how they, um, you know, created this imprint, um, trying to figure out how I can convey convey that. But yeah, just teardrops on, on the pages. And the pages weren't blank now. They filled rather quickly. And it's not how I ever imagined I would fill this diary, but it's just it just so happened that way and my parents didn't choose this form of expression for me this is my own calling and perhaps um not perhaps but is what god gave me is what the universe gave me and it took me the first 10 years of my life uh, 11 because um it was only after my father died um, and that was the day after i turned 11 so like very um soon after that maybe within weeks or um, definitely months after that at least um, I started writing yeah so that that was not chosen for me I mean by my parents but it was definitely chosen for me and the other forms of expression singing and dance are not as strong for me as writing writing is definitely the way in which I understand it's the way in which I process it's the way in which I learn and a lot of the time, uh, I believe that I have an overactive mind and maybe more active than the average person's mind. And what I've noticed about my mind is that it's almost always telling a story. And when I catch myself uh, in that story, when I actually hear that story that is being, um, that is being, I guess it's being produced by my mind, the story that I actually hear, the track that I hear in my mind, when I hear that, I'm usually not fond of it. I usually don't like it. I usually realize that it doesn't serve me. It's usually something negative. It's usually ruminating. It's usually something about the past. It's usually about some way that somebody hurt me and some conversation or something that I failed to say in the past that um, that I'm now that I'm now playing in my head imagining that I'm actually having the conversation with that person. And so there's a lot of neuroses in the stories that my that my mind is producing. There's a lot of neuroses there. There's a lot of things that don't help me. And truly, I wish that... Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, who doesn't probably, right? I wish this chatter, this, this chatter or this storyline would just, would just stop. And I'd you know, rather just have quiet there. But I also understand that it takes it takes a lot of practice to develop a quiet mind. I, at the same time, also have been thinking if this tendency to to tell all these stories in my head about people and what I would say and this this storytelling that is going on in my head without my 
without my approval most of the time, without my permission. Sometimes I think that it's sometimes I think that it's associated with my my way of conscious storytelling about my life, about how I process things um, most directly, which can be seen in my writing and probably also in my speaking. Maybe you've noticed that, that I really like to um, tell stories. And I don't know if I like to tell stories. I've never really thought of myself as a, as a, a good storyteller. Like if somebody asked me to tell a story, I, I don't really know how to, um, how to tell a story. Um, I think in my classes that I've been teaching for a few years now, I've, um, you know, somehow sometimes will often will tell stories, um, using vocabulary words, right? But I still don't even think that I'm very good at telling those stories. Um, when I was younger, I competed, I think it was in, in third grade and fifth grade, I competed in the storytelling competition in my school. And it wasn't me actually telling a story on the spot. It was me memorizing a story and then telling that story that I memorized. So that, I can't actually say that that developed my storytelling ability because it didn't. I was just saying the story that I memorized. But if anything, actually, in the way that I told the story, I think there was definitely some um, intonation, some practice and intonation and some incorporating emotion into telling that story. But today, I think I, I do all those things without actually uh, the emotion and the intonation and um, just even more natural intonation, which I noticed in my first episode that I was just editing yesterday that I mentioned earlier. And I realized that I was trying to intonate a certain way or sound a certain way or use certain words. And then I realized that... Um, well, not, not I realize, but I can say that now after recording almost 20 times uh, for this podcast that that doesn't matter to me. How I say something doesn't matter to me because it's not about how it, it sounds, right? Especially in this, in this podcast format. This is therapy for me. This is for me to actually understand myself better. And I think that if I were to be recording a different format for example, a YouTube video, I would have to be more careful. I might be more careful about the way in which I am delivering the message because I would want it to fit a certain format more so that it would be perhaps better received by more people. But for this podcast, I've realized how therapeutic it is for me. And maybe there are people that are also doing the same with their podcast episodes where they're trying to uh, fit it into a certain format. But for me, I've decided that I'm going to keep this, um, this format loose. And for the first 10 episodes, at least, I had an, a map, so a visual diagram uh, with lots of bubbles um, filled with words. Uh, telling me and guiding me uh, through through delivering the podcast. And I think it's been like the last, I mean, I've recorded almost 20 times and maybe the last five times where I didn't, I don't think I've had that map. And um, because I've realized that I really, 
I really need to do this for me. And I think it actually sounds the best for me because when I try to go, when I was going according to a map, sometimes I would, I would stop speaking and then I really wouldn't know what to say next or how I was going to talk about the next thing. Um, and so maybe I'm going to save that map format more for my YouTube videos. Um, but here now, um, speaking to you, I've realized that I'm going to keep the format as loose as possible and really just um, storytell from my heart. And I'm so, so grateful to do that um, because the storytelling in which, in which I've experienced when I was in uh, elementary school that I even won awards for wasn't wasn't the didn't come from the true storyteller in me. So I'm bringing that true authenticity and that true energy and that true imperfection to you as well. And I want you to know that it's not about how you sound. It's not about the words that you choose. It's about how you feel and how you make others feel. And, and really that comes down to how deeply you connect with yourself, which will determine how deeply you are able to connect with and in turn reach others. And so I hope to reach so many of you. I hope to dive into your heart. I hope, I hope that you can feel my heart in this. And I hope that you can know that you are not alone in whatever you are struggling with in whatever situation you are in. I hope that you know that you are never ever alone.